Hey everybody, welcome back to another bonus episode of the show. My bonus episodes are directly targeted towards my GH and Young and the Restless fans and Bold and the Beautiful if I ever get back to watching it. I heard that they casted someone for Steffi, so I might give it a shot, I might give it a go, and I might want to see what the Zenday recast is up to and his purpose. So yeah, I just want to give y'all just episode just for you where I just discuss all the soap opera happenings now let me be completely honest I'm not wholly caught up on all the episodes because when I knew the hiatus was coming I wanted to save some to watch like some of the ones that were airing at that time just so I can have something to watch throughout the summer but I have meshed myself into some of the newer episodes upon the return and I'll just share my thoughts with about those episodes with you all really quickly so first we are going to talk young and the restless general hospital fans keep tuning in i'll get to y'all next so young and the restless so i love seeing amanda but i hated her gushing about nate as the new man in her life and i also want to say like in the scenes with phyllis she was like oh you need to work on you know having fun putting that aspect into your life working it in not being so workaholic like maybe that's a sign she had fun when she was with billy maybe nate isn't her fun maybe she's purposely not working him into her schedule like there's a reason sometimes the subconscious knows things okay so anyways i also want to mention since we brought up billy really quick i'm over the billy boy stuff and the frostiness between victoria's family and billy and i'm speaking to the first episode when they were honoring uh, Catherine in the park like he did not cheat on her even though that's what everyone wants to believe he did not cheat on victoria with amanda maybe a tad bit emotionally because he was talking to her and investing in her and confiding in her when it should have been victoria but that's as far as it went and then not only that she was sad because of a psycho no one is to blame for a psycho's actions then you guess it the psycho so amanda's ex he was targeting Amanda and he was going to do that no matter if it was she, he saw her with Billy or some other guy. It was going to be a thing. And I don't it's just like it's unfair for Billy to be blamed for that. You know, like it it just doesn't like I said, it doesn't matter. Like he was going to hurt someone was ever close to Amanda. He was going to try to hurt Amanda to punish her because that's how psychos and abusers work. So I hate that someone else is being being blamed for a psycho and abuser's actions but yeah i mean billy he like victor he's your grandchildren's father suck it up and that's another reason why i totally want him out of that orbit and into amanda's and i like the chancellor bit of him working there i don't want him with lily and i feel like after being stuck with kane for what over a decade she deserves a fresh love like bring on someone new for lily you know and I want to mention Lily really quick. So how they worked her back into the G, the not GH, sorry, the Genoa City fold, it's odd to me. It just wasn't explained well enough. Like she made such a big deal about moving and starting over with her life and doing more work with meaning and depth and just helping women and the family ties to the prison. And then she goes back to like things that can be perceived as more superficial with the social media and things of that nature so it just doesn't make sense and we don't really see her doing volunteer work or even really discussing continuing meaningful work enough for me her prison stint was just supposed to be and was presented to us as something just so transformational but now it's just almost erased and i'm not a fan of that i like continuity like which i'm sure a lot of soap opera fans love as well so just speaking they mentioned dark horse right 
And when I thought about Dark Horse this week, it just made me realize that Nick does absolutely nothing. Like, Nick just floats about. Like, maybe he'll have a brief stint at Newman here and there, but otherwise, he's just aimly, aimless and horny. And you just can't forget the horny because that is Nick Newman. With COVID, they can't do extensive love scenes. So, for me, because, you know, especially with Nick, there's tons of love scenes, especially when he's with Phyllis. So, for me, I would like for them to use this time to finally develop and give him lasting purpose. Like, right now, to me, Nick is just floating on being a Newman legacy. That's his claim to relevancy on the show right now. And I just want to make clear, this is no shade to Joshua Morrow. I like him as a person from the bits that I do know that's presented to me via social media and things of that nature. But, you know, it's just hard. And I want to mention this. And I'm speaking to both Young and the Restless and GH. It's hard watching two sad stories play out at the same time. At first, I connected more to Dina's Alzheimer's story. But now, for me, GH, Mike and Sonny's, they take the cake. Kudos to believe I believe the actor's name is Max Gale and then of course Maurice Bernard. I love Brittany and Brighton. I love them as actors and actresses. I love them as individuals and I love their love off screen. Like you'll see me commenting all the time. I love them. But I feel like Elena and Devon, they're just so cutesy and they need angst or something just at least more meaty. The clinic is light and it's so brief, so it's not much. Let's delve into their histories more. Like, you know, the trouble life that Devon had, you know, tap into that for a story. Or even Elena, we still don't know much. We know she like her mom got sick and died, and you know they just cut her uncle that she was taking care of out of the story, and just dive into her backstory. There's plenty of opportunity there to dive into more of her backstory and give her something meaty to play. And that's something that I really want for the actress Brittany because on GH she wasn't given really anything meaty and she was just kind of like you know there and she was getting a little bit of something with the Christina story when she left and I just want on Young and the Restless for her to get something meaty. I want the actress to be given a time to shine so to speak if that makes sense to y'all. So yeah and then let's talk about Adam moping around like yes you're treated badly but he was just like heavily plotting like i'm just over it you know just again i want something fresh unite the family just stop all this internal beefing it's not interesting anymore it's gotten old like and just you know i hate comparing soaps but just a moment like even ava and sunny they had a nice moment when ava had brought avery to visit mike like you know and of course like that's probably not gonna last but you know there's reasons for that they aren't directly tied as family. Like, they have Avery, of course, their child is a bonding mechanism, but she was conceived in a crazy way, you know, sex on a crypt. But we're not going to talk about that. But with the Newman family, it's like, come on, that's your brother. And I guarantee you, if he was accepted more, none of this would be happening. So anyway, moving on to another episode that I watched. So it happened it started i think out with nate and amanda scenes and michelle morgan she sparkles because hello star quality that's why she sparkles and again i have nothing against the character of nate and i definitely have nothing against the actor but just on screen the way they write for the character the way they direct the character he's just bland he and amanda they fit as friends to me that's it nothing about nate screams romantic interest sorry not sorry it's just true and something I want to mention really quick in terms of Adam and Victor. Adam should know that Victor isn't going to lie about something like this. And I get it's easier to think that 
you know, Victor's lying and playing head games and to think he killed somebody as a child. But at the same time, Adam knows he's no delicate, innocent angel. Like that whole Hightower business years and years, probably a, over a decade ago. Like, didn't he kill him? Like, and Adam recently switched out Victor's meds, which could have easily led to a death. Like, Adam, hello, you're capable of a lot. Like, let's not play here, you know? I accept Mark Grossman, but he's not my favorite Adam iteration, if I'm being honest. Like, I accept him. I think he's doing okay. When they had that kind of, like, emotional moment between him and Victor, like, months ago, I liked that. But, yeah, he's not my favorite iteration. And I just feel like, for me, if they're going to bring back the character of Adam, they should have brought him back for something more than this, you know? To me, Young the Restless just has a lot of useless characters. And, I mean, I think anyone can say that for a lot of soap operas. For me, the useless character, Theo, he definitely is. As is Chance. He does nothing for me. I do not like the character. And I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> um, the actress, Melissa Ordway, who plays Abby, she attended the same college as me. So, you know, I'm going to root for her based off of that alone. But I just haven't loved any of her par- her pairings so far. And I don't want them to bring back the naked heiress. I don't want them to bring that back. But I want that level of edge and spunk back in Abby, if that makes sense. I didn't care for her battling with Phyllis. So that wasn't spunk. That wasn't edge that was just juvenile and boring you know i just didn't like that and speaking of phyllis i'm over the naked phyllis reuniting thing it's happened a thousand times and they can keep trying to play it as something more but it always they always reunite when they're both alone when they're both horny and that's how they always come together and i mean i could be biased because i prefer sharing a neck but i mean that's just what it is to me on scene and then phyllis sitting down with summer a grown woman like it's just so dumb like, that was just stupid to me. She's not a child. There's no need to sit down and make a big deal out of it. Like, she was standing up. You could have told her. You didn't tell her to sit down. Like, yeah, you get how I'm feeling, y'all. I know it. So, for me, I wanted YNR to come back with a bang. And just from the episodes I've seen so far, it's still not having the fire that's shown throughout the years. And that upsets me. I want it to be spiced up a bit. And just, it feels like everything is the same. Victor and Adam battling. Phyllis and Nick. Summer and Kyle. Like, and I want to speak on Cheryl. Like, she's with someone new right now, right? Okay, that's something new, fresh, I guess. But I'm also disappointed in her cancer story. And I get that some may not want it to be too real because it may hit too close to home. It may be hard to watch. But at the same time, it's just been so light to me and just kind of, I don't like the pacing of it, I guess. I just haven't had time. I haven't really been emotionally invested in the story that I want it to be, you know? And I just really wanted Sharon, and I say Sharon as the character and both the actress Sharon Case, to have something meaty. Like, to me, she's giving a light protein, like chicken, with this story, versus something like a meaty steak. Sharon Case is my favorite actress. Gonna put it out there. And it might surprise some. It surprised my mom. Like, I might not, like, openly be, like, cheering for Sharon all the time, but there's just something about her character that just speaks to me so she's my favorite character and i just feel like the cancer story should just have more layers it should just dig a bit deeper to relate more to the story of masses like you know there's plenty of people in this world who know someone who's had cancer and i mean of course not every case is the most severe but i just feel like it's not playing out to what we know of on screen and again i hate comparing shows but like i said with mike The storyline on GH is so sad and at times it's really hard to watch but what makes me want to watch makes me find it compelling and that I'm emotionally invested is that it's just so well acted. It's just very real and it's very layered and that's missing here with Sharon's story on Young and the Restless. You know sometimes 
I just feel like Young and the Restless in so many ways is just scared to go big. But overall, in terms of working with social distancing, I feel like Young and the Restless is making it work way better than I thought they would. You know, like you could tell what's going on, of course, when people are standing on opposite ends of the room. But it's not as odd as I thought it would be. And I like the movement of characters around. So it's just not so static. So kudos for that, I will say. So switching over to GH for my GH fans. I haven't watched many of the episodes that are new because like I said especially for GH they ran a little bit longer than Young and the Restless so I saved some to just watch when I got bored and when I ran out of other shows to watch on like Netflix or Hulu or you know Amazon Prime or all those channels or just my regular shows so I've been catching up so I haven't seen too many of the new episodes but I'm going to speak to some of the ones that I have. And the main one that I want to speak to today is the episode where Nina gave testimony. And this here, again, sorry to compare shows, but I think you need to. And I mean, I think let's talk about that just on a self-improvement level. Like we can always say comparison is the thief of joy. And I truly believe in that phrase. But also sometimes you need to compare and you need to see where you need to improve it. And when you're trying to do it, you know, to make something better not just in unhealthy competition. I think that's what makes the difference. And so when I'm making these comparisons between Young and the Rest of the General Hospital, I'm doing it so that the shows can see what's missing so that they can be better. Like it's on a self-improvement point, not just being critical and harsh point. So I just want to point that out really quickly. So yeah, this is what I'm saying Young and the Rest is lacks. It just lacks that fire, that impact, and that drama. And trust me, y'all, I get it. Soap still gets metonymous at points and boring. I mean, I get it. They're on, you know, almost most of the year, year round. And as a creative myself, I know how hard it is to constantly come up with new ideas or just ideas in general. And I hate custody battles, let's be real. But this was good. Nell just knew Nina was in her back pocket. She just knew Nina was her ace in the hole, but she wasn't. Nina called it like she saw it. And I like the way that I believe her name is Cynthia Waltros acted out this scene. I still miss Michelle Stafford in the role, but I'm beginning to accept her as the new Nina. So I just want to give her a shout out for that. But yeah, so she exposed Nell in the courtroom and you didn't know how it was going to go. You didn't know if Nina was going to be on Nell's side. You know, we know like there's a connection between them with the heart necklace that she's likely Nina's daughter. And they've both been holding the heart necklace. And then she does have that level of sympathy and empathy with Nell sometimes. So you didn't know if it's going to go that way or if she would call her out. And those are the moments that you need where you don't know which way it's going to go. So I loved it. And I know it's so popular that you have to suspend belief. I get it. However, this whole custody battle to me is ridiculous. Like, Nell to me shouldn't even stand a chance. But then at the same time, like the character Nell, her full name is Janelle as Chase likes to call her. And it just brings me, reminds me to the show Teen Mom 2. And there's a, I don't even want to call her actress because this is her real life. Um, there's a star Janelle Evans on that show where she used to be, but she was fired. And I campaigned hard for that. But she was able to maintain custody of her kids. And they were taken away amidst, and I want to have a little trigger warning here. So pause if you are one that's easily triggered because I do not want to upset you and your mental space. So there was that warning. But yeah, she was able to keep her children, even though her husband allegedly killed a poor little puppy, according to articles. According to other sources, you know, there was a whole <laughs> CPS child custody case where there were abuse allegations leveled against David specifically. I mean, one of his kids, like his biological child, Marissa, that's Janelle's stepdaughter, she testified in court. 
there was a sheriff who openly said on record that, you know, Janelle's husband, David, was the most dangerous man in the surrounding three counties. You know, her going on record, even though she recanted, just saying that he did abuse her children and her. And then his latest charge of felony assault of pistol whipping and hitting, you know, her friend who tried to help her escape after one of their numerous bad fights. <laughs> and she's able to still keep custody. So from that front, maybe... You know, this Nell custody hearing story isn't so far-fetched. But you want to know what is far-fetched? These quick marriages. On both sides, it would be obvious to the judge what they're doing. However, Nell should be incredibly obvious. Like, Michael and Willow, they've been friends for at least, what, two years now? And they just have actual ties. They've both been connected to Wally since day one. However, what ties does Nell have to Julian? None. When have they been around each other? So, I mean, this to me... And this is going to be a criticism that I level at GH. This, however, to me is a bad twist and a bad plot point. I did like seeing Dante again. I miss him. I hope he comes back full time. He doesn't even have to be with Lulu, but I do want him back on the canvas for Olivia's sake. And just for our sake, I do like something about the actor Dominic Sabronia. But either way, for me, Dustin needs to go. He's pointless. Like, again, I mentioned some pointless YNR characters. Dustin, to me, is a pointless GH character. He can go. He has no real ties here. And he just does nothing for me, if I'm being completely honest. And the only way to me that he could stick around is if he was someone shady and up to something shady. I mean, think about it. Dustin just popped up out of the blue. Like, yeah, he was written to be a love interest for Lulu. But still, it's just so out of the blue. And it was also around the time all these other, like, happenings, you know, with Cyrus, Renault, and different things like that were occurring. So there's opportunity for that. You know, there's that opportunity to go somewhere with his background and his story. Let Dusty, as Brooklyn likes to call him, not be the guy he's cracked up to be. But let's talk about Nell's blow up. I loved it. Like, she's just yelling and coldly saying to Nina, are you jealous my child's actually alive? Like, who child? Like, and then hyperventilating was so dramatic. Girl, bye. That was not passion. No one in their right mind would call that passion. Calling someone the B word in public in a courtroom and being cold with the, you know, you're jealous of my child actually being live. That's not passion, sis. That's cold heartedness. So just a few outside thoughts for me as I wrap this up. I want Hayden to be back and I want her with Finn ASAP. Finn and Anna, they don't work for me. I've probably said it a thousand times. The relationship started out on a bad foundation, if I recall. They started out on blackmail. She blackmailed him to help her on some mission. And funny enough, though, isn't that kind of like a full circle thing? Because didn't Hayden and Finn's relationship end because she was blackmailed by somebody or something like that? Anyway, I want her back. Michael Easton, he sparkles with her. I want a total rehaul of Anna's character. Get her back to that sharp, vibrant spy. Again, I'm going to always say get rid of Peter. Um, he's a pointless character to me. That was an awful story, and I hate that terrible tie to Faison. I actually wouldn't mind seeing Billy Miller back to GH in some capacity. I'm fine with Jason Thompson, aka Patrick Drake from GH, now being on Young and the Rest of Billy Abbott. I'm fine with that. And, you know, and I, it's, it's interesting that I say that because I did prefer Billy Miller at first. Of course, he was my favorite of the Billies, but Jason Thompson's really owned that role. And again, that just speaks to his acting capabilities. I loved him as Patrick Drake, and now I love him as Billy Abbott. But yeah, I would accept Billy Miller. And if you don't know, he was the one who played Jason and Drew Kane back on the show. I just don't think he was given a fair shot, especially when they brought Steve Burton back. And I don't even think Billy should have been around to play Jason in the first place. 
like he didn't really connect with that to me but for me it's more so just the fact that it was just kind of an open thing that if Burton wanted back it would happen so I think he should have been a totally new character that's how I feel and I'm fine with them bringing him back as a totally new character now and you know I can also kind of tell that Kelly Monica wishes that he was back as well it's just been so different and I am a huge Jason fan or I used to be but it's just different this time around and they just keep finding reasons to keep them apart and I definitely think that's a reason for that anyway thank you for tuning in to this bonus episode of soap opera chat with me as we discuss general hospital young and restless there will be more to come and always feel free to shoot me a, a mention or a reply on twitter and tell me what you would like for me to talk about i'm definitely open to ideas and more discussions and i want this to be what you want to hear i want this to be a great conversation for you to connect and feel like you have a soap opera buddy all right thank y'all for tuning in i appreciate y'all and love y'all so much have a wonderful day and a wonderful week bye